All right. I think I'm in. All right. Hey, Matt. Hey, Vanessa. How are you guys? Hi, Jody. How's it going? All right. So, again, we have another episode of The Treester, and then we're going to be talking about the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal. We have a special guest. Very excited about it. Uh, Vanessa, would you like to introduce the guest? Uh, yes. So, Matt uh loves biology chemistry and that sort of thing so and there are a lot of questions about what really greenhouse gas emissions are what carbon emissions are how they really work so i thought it would be a great idea to have someone who really gets it and understands it and enjoys it to kind of explain it more to us who might not even know you know we hear a lot about what greenhouse gas emissions are but what are they really you know All right, so this week's episode will be about the Green New Deal. So the Green New Deal is pretty much a congressional resolution that uh, lays out a great plan for tackling climate on a, a large scale, climate change on a large scale, right? Yeah, and I think for me, I didn't know too much about the Green New Deal. I There was a lot of press around it when, I was, uh, when it was really being pushed around and the impression I got was that it was this big uh, dreamland imaginary resolution that, you know, was kind of hocus pocus. But apparently there's a lot more meat to it than it seems. It, it might have been pressed. Uh, did you guys experience that? Like, did you hear about it or? Yeah, I remember hearing about it because uh, the first thing uh, I remember was uh, the, the New Deal. So I was like, wait, the New Deal? Like around like the, the, the you know, World War II time? I was like, that's, that's interesting. The Green New Deal. Like, what connection is this? But it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically, so what it, it, it was a resolution, right? Like you said, that, I think that's the key word. And what that means is actually that it's non-binding. So even if Congress had approved it, nothing in the proposal would become law, right? So it wouldn't be required. Uh, it was introduced uh, also, just so our uh, listeners know, uh, we're basically, we found uh, this great article in the New York Times and it goes over the Green New Deal. So we kind of are going to look at it and provide our input and add where it sometimes might lack information. So do want to give that shout out to the New York Times for that great information. So, yeah, the Green New Deal, it was uh, introduced by Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, from New York, uh, and Senator Edward Markey of Massachusetts. They're both Democrats. And the proposal basically called on the federal government to win the U.S. from fossil fuels and curb planet-warming greenhouse gas emissions across the economy. It also aimed to guarantee new high-paying jobs to, in clean energy industry. So there we go, right? Uh, curb planet warming greenhouse gas emissions. So I guess, Matt, can you tell us more about what that's about? Uh, okay. Um, first of all, can everybody hear me okay? It's like a new headset. Oh, yeah. Headset. yeah. Okay, we're good. All right. Um, right. So greenhouse gases are something, basically molecules that uh, absorb and radiate heat. So uh, there's several different molecules that do this, and uh, they're very important for, you know, the Earth's climate um, to have those. Uh, like, 
we have methane, nitrous oxide, ozone, uh, carbon dioxide. Um, however, the, the, the carbon dioxide greenhouse gas is, is the biggest concern these days. And that's what usually people are referring to when they talk about uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Um, the, the concentration of uh, CO2 in, in the Earth's atmosphere in the last um, 60 years or, uh, well, let's say, let's go back to the start of the Industrial Revolution where a lot of this, uh, you know, uh, excess burning of carbon fuels started. Uh, the concentration of the parts per million of CO2 in the atmosphere in 1750 was so approximately around 208. Uh, parts per million. Uh, today, it's about um, uh, 420, um, according to the, the observations from the um, Earth Systems Research Laboratory and Mauna Loa Baseline uh, Observatory and on uh, Island of Hawaii. And um, they basically just measure, you know, uh, different concentrations of gases in the atmosphere at like a really high elevation, 11,000 11, feet. So they get really you know, accurate um, uh, readings. And uh, that's, if you continue that, um, like the, the increase in, in greenhouse gas emissions um, at that rate, you know, we're gonna see like some serious problems uh, 50 years, 100 years down the road. Um, we're, we're already seeing uh, the, temperature, average mean temperature of the Earth's surface uh, rise about two, per, two degrees Fahrenheit, um, which yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you, when you factor in ocean currents and, and uh, like all of these other factors that uh, affect, uh, affect the climate change, it's, it's kind of a big number. Um, and uh, let's see, there's, a, there's another consequence of the carbon emission that not a lot of people think about. And uh, because, you know, just worried about you know, the global warming side of it, but there's also the uh, acidification of the oceans. Um, 30 to 40 percent of the carbon dioxide uh, emissions uh, go to basically dissolve uh, into the ocean. And that uh, creates uh, carbonic acid, um, which will then uh, basically dissociate into um, uh, bicarbonate and then eventually carbonate. And that carbonate is going to basically dissolve the shells of the, of the crustacean uh, species in the ocean, they actually have these calcium carbonate shells right, that they need for, for survival. And the excess hydrogen concentration in the ocean actually, you know, draws away that calcium from their calcium carbonate shell. And it at uh, levels of um, uh, pH of 7.8, um, which is basically uh, where we're projected to see the ocean pH levels at in 21 or 2100. Uh, the, the, basically, if you put a shell in that solution, it will completely dissolve 
after a few days. So we we're going to completely wipe out certain like keystone species in the oceans by our uh, biosphere. So, um, yeah, that's, 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 yeah. So, you know, yeah. And I think the, what people don't understand maybe it's that, you know, there are molecules that are necessary. I think it's just the excess greenhouse gas emissions, you know, that are overheating are creating the overheating problem. Right. And like Matt said, Basically, you know, we'll lose lobsters, no more shrimp, that sort of thing. And, yeah, that, Oysters, clams, pemmican, conks, yeah. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And who knows? Who knows what the impact is going to be? You know, uh, we've seen an impact, huge impact on coral reefs, uh, where like the global warming uh, will actually cause the bleaching of the coral and they'll reject all of their microorganisms, their algae, which causes a totally different uh, devastating effect. But the, uh, on top of that, the uh, acidification of the ocean uh, breaks down the coral itself or it, it keeps it from having the ability to, to grow new coral. So we're gonna, once, you know, if the coral reefs go, man, there's going to be so many species that go with it. It's just like a, like a huge, hugely biodiverse, uh, you know, reservoir. Mm -hmm. of, okay. of, of, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, great info. Uh, so I guess, you know, going back to the Green New Deal, right? Uh, so variations of the proposal have actually been around for years. Uh, there were think tanks. The Green Party, even the New York Times, uh, the famous columnist Thomas Friedman, you know, he wrote the famous Black Swan book, economics and that sort of thing. They all have plans that are similarly led to the Green New Deal or that were even labeled as the Green New Deal. So uh, pretty much the goal of the Green New Deal is to reduce greenhouse emissions in order to avoid like the worst consequences of climate change which can cause like an increase in fires, increase in uh, natural disasters, uh, droughts. So yeah, and also this, there's a second goal of uh, the greenhouse, the new green deal, the green new deal, sorry. The second goal of that is to um, fix societal problems like economic inequalities and racial injustice. Mm -hmm. And that way they can do it by um, a lot of jobs are pretty much based on, um, are pretty much based on um, on, on working in fields that, that like have a lot of uh, greenhouse emissions. So if you can eliminate that or not eliminate the jobs per se, but replace the jobs with something greener, mm. you can still tackle mm. the racial inequality and the, the society's um, injustice at the same time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. And going back to what you were saying about, you know, the how the global temperatures are rising and that leading to, like you said, heat waves, wildfires, droughts. And I, I've seen that, right? Right now it's happening in California. I think they had the second largest in state history, right? Uh, you know, 14,000 firefighters. 230,000 acres, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that for people maybe that you know there are some people who don't care about the environment for whatever reason you know they're there and so if they, they don't care about that they should care about the economics right so the research is showing that events like that 
you know, they can cause billions of dollars in losses, right, to the economy, right? Like you have these fires, people cannot work. Uh, so yeah, you, you, if, you, if you only care about dollar numbers, you know, you're going to be affected as well, right? So it's not just an environmental issue. It's not just a tree huggers type of issue. It, you know, it kind of affects everyone. Um, yeah, and you know, it could now the wildfires in California. Apparently, they can be seen from space. You know, they're so huge that yeah, it's a it's a huge problem. Um, can I, I'm kind of coming into this with like very little knowledge of what the actual um, New Deal entails. What is a so what's the what is exactly their plan to um, mitigate the carbon emissions? Like what's how are they going to specifically mm-hmm. physically do that or ensure that mm-hmm. that that happens? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, and I think Jody was going to talk about that, like going through the main provisions, right? Yeah. So, um, essentially speaking, they they want to um have like zero carbon emission by the year 2050 and um <clears throat> they want to um like there's a 10-year plan i believe right the 10-year plan that they have that are pretty much they're gonna um it's, a, it's like a it's a launch of a 10-year mobilization to reduce like carbon emissions in the u.s and um i guess they're going to be using more clean energy like uh electricity from renewable and like zero emissions power because not all mm-hmm. electricity is clean as we covered in like the last couple of podcast but um you need they're going to be using switching over to clean electricity and things that are going to be more um, energy efficient and even the if you look at it like uh there are different parts of the city that have like major transportation like new york city new york city is one la has decent transportation washington dc now if we completely like make the switch over to more energy efficient you know a more energy efficient mm-hmm. uh transportation system and we can essentially mm-hmm. effectively cut down greenhouse gases. And I think mm-hmm. their plan is to mm-hmm. essentially do that or start that within the first 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just going back well, to what you said and kind of to, because Matt, I think, has some, uh, he experimented with that a little bit. So the they want the entire world to get to net zero emissions by 2050, right? Uh, so, you know, as much carbon would have to be absorbed as is released into the atmosphere. So Matt, do you want to elaborate on that? Yes. Well, uh, there's a few ways that, you know, we could go about that. Um, like the, the deforestation that is occurring, um, you know, if that slowed down or decreased or we planted, had more tree planting initiatives, uh, basically, trees trees are like a carbon uh, sink. Like they kind of they use it uh, to photosynthesize along with water in order to create oxygen and carbonate. Or, um, I mean, uh, uh, carbohydrates. So that you know, food basically. And the more of that we have, the better. And the the less. Uh, um, the less fossil fuel burning uh, resources, the better. Um, I've, I've looked at solar technology uh, a lot. Um, I think that's one of our best bets right now. Um, it's still, there's debatable whether, you know, the, the manufacturing process to create the panel itself causes or negates the um, 
you know, the the damage that's solved by produ or producing less uh, or more renewable energy. But uh, uh, it's it's kind of a battle. There's there's views out there that nuclear power will um, you know could do that could sustain the entire world's energy resources um, without producing any carbon. But there's also dangers that come with that too. Like, uh, you know, um, accidents. Basically. That's the main. You know, everybody remembers Chernobyl, and uh, everybody. You know, a lot of people have a lot of fear of nuclear power for that reason. But um, you know, at the same time, a lot of technological development has occurred um, since then and you know there's it seems to me like that's one of the best uh, best solutions yeah mm -hmm. yep. uh, and I, nuclear. yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i think what jody just said uh, a, a couple minutes ago it's really it's, it's a big deal right like 10 years right but they want a hundred percent of the country's electricity from renewable and zero emissions power right that's a that's a lot right that's where I guess the newspapers go saying, you know, this is unicorn dreams and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. so, so that's a lot, right? Uh, they want to digitize the nation's power grid, upgrade every building in the country to be more efficient, uh, overhauling the transportation system. And I guess that takes us very well to the cost issue, right? What are the costs? And I think that's a great thing, right? You know, we need to do all this stuff but that's going to create jobs, right? It's we need gonna... that now. <laughs> exactly. And not only are these jobs, uh, they're good jobs, right? Some, some jobs, you know, you can question how good they are for society, for the environment, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But so far, you know, they, I have not seen any downsides to these sort of jobs, right? If people who are in the old industries, you know, they're people who work in carbon mines or et cetera, right? If the government supports them with retraining them in other similar, somewhat similar industries, you know, that, that works, right? So, and I guess, you know, Jody, uh, so what are the costs that people estimate, you know, this whole endeavor to cost? Well, uh, President Trump said it should cost about a hundred million. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'll say, let's do this right now. <laughs> but yes, that was a slip of the tongue. A hundred trillion. Yeah. To, yeah. To, 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 you know, effectively like tackle the climate change, right? That's a lot and of money. It, it is, but it, it's kind of possible to like pin down an exact like dollar amount, but that's like the estimate. But, um, so they're like, um, they're saying like, uh, like converting the country to about a hundred percent clean. Let's look at the state Vermont, right? So it has a goal by achieving, you know, ninety percent of um, its power to be renewable energy by, like, you know, probably around like twenty fifty, right? And they estimate the cost for that particular state to be thirty three billion. And it's because of that, with the, the stuff that the states were doing, the state has seen, you know, job growth in clean energy sectors, and. Um, they also expect that, you know, the transition would essentially save money for the consumers as well. Because um, if we modernize the electrical grid across the U.S., it could cost like roughly about 475, 76 billion 
but it could save, um, we could get about $2 trillion in benefits. Like, that's according to a 2011 study issued by the Electric Power Research Institute. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess that's great, actually, right? If Trump says it's going to cost $100 trillion, that's great, right? It's going to go to every, we, we're going to need those jobs, uh, the people, the industry. So that's really not a con, you know, that, that's, that's a pro, right? Uh, so, and so what do the critics say, right? Do they have other proposals? And Republicans have called for a technology-oriented solution to climate change, but apparently so far they haven't really come out with something that is concrete or kind of matches the scope of the New Deal, the Green New Deal. And I, I would be interested in hearing that, right? The technology, quote-unquote, oriented solution. You know, that's part of what we are doing here, right? Kind of sharing the message, having a platform. Trister, the Trister.com, if you guys haven't checked it out, do that uh, we are developing the app everyone wants to kind of download it so we're working on that as well but again yes you know finding different ways to support this environmentally friendly message being educated on the topic uh, learning what simple things that we can do right uh, and you know going back to the green new deal uh, i was surprised to learn that actually had a lot of support across the democratic party right uh based on, you know, uh, the headlines that I saw while it was being proposed, it, it sounded like it was something that only AOC was supporting and her squad, the so-called squad. So I, I thought it was kind of a, I don't know, like a weird Green New Deal that they were trying to pass. But apparently, you know, it, it was very well supported across the Democratic Party. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren... Amy Kobush, our Kamala Harris, now our vice presidential candidate. Uh, they all co-sponsored the Green New Deal, right? So this is kind of something serious. Uh, but, you know, uh, as Ms. Kobush said, you know, the Green New Deal appears to be an aspiration right now, something that we need to move towards. So, and, and I think we're doing that, right? Any, any thoughts? Yeah, and something you said about uh, the Republicans, like from a te- mm-hmm. technological standpoint, um, I, if you kind of look at what's happening now because of COVID, like unfortunately a lot of people are out of, uh, of jobs, but a lot of people are out of offices, right? So if you're out of offices, you technically use less electricity. I don't know if the home, you know, usage in the home, like because it'll definitely skyrocket, it'll like uh, counteract what's lost in the, the actual office space. But I don't know, a lot of um, companies are like using elect- less electricity and um, maybe that can kind of help in like going towards like a digital dollar somewhat rather than printing mm-hmm. out. I, I'd have to look up, maybe maybe you know more about the, the cost and the, the emissions for those things, Matt, but, but that's like an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, companies now, um, I think Twitter said and, and Facebook have both said that their employees are allowed to work uh, from home or remotely indefinitely if they choose to. So, and and I think you're right. That has a uh, huge impact on um, uh, global carbon footprint. So, uh, the more I think, the more efficiently we can do things. Um, like you said, you know, have a digital currency instead of printing currency. Uh, maybe, 
you're going to electric cars instead of gasoline powered cars. Um, you know, all these things are great. And, uh, but it's like, like what what could what could we do as consumers to to support this kind of uh, this kind of bill? Um, Vanessa, do you want to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that this is you know I I I read somewhere else that one of the critiques was saying that the real problem with you know the environment and waste is that capitalism, right? Capitalism encourages spending buying getting more and more and actually for me i i think that capitalism obviously is good I, i'm not going to actually that's my personal opinion uh you know it encourages parties to innovate do work that sometimes you know with a different economic system it doesn't people just don't get the incentives but i think with capitalism in mind you know with this whole movement it actually encourages people to innovate to create sustainable clothing, right? Uh, biodegradable clothing, shoes, you know, all these industries that pretty much kind of don't exist, right? Even better technology in cars, better technology in apartments, better technology in food production. So I think capitalism can and does work in favor of the whole environmental movement. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I, you know, those are my two cents. I'm a little bit iffy about the completely with the digital currency, but I'm thinking like, okay, everything, if we get too dependent, I'm probably like going a little bit off, off the grid here, <laughs> like no, no pun intended, but if we like get too like, uh, if we get too dependent on like uh, electricity or electric thing, things that are run on electric only, God forbid there's like an accident and like, uh, let's say there's a storm and then we lose power, mm -hmm. right? how can all of us go out and actually purchase things? So maybe there should be a balance between cash and, mm -hmm. you know, and like a, a digital currency. I know Bitcoin has been increasing recently. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's, that's another thing as well, I guess. So. Well, I think, I think the increase in Bitcoin is uh, more to do with uh, uh, fears of inflation, runaway inflation from the, basically uh, the, the Federal Reserve um, increasing their balance sheets by you know trillions of dollars and fun, you know buy going even as far as to buy corporate bonds and things like that. But uh, and and that's but as far as an environmental uh, solution, um, I don't know. I think I think even even if there was like uh, some kind of power outage, like. That, that 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 would be, I mean, that would be a problem for debit card users too. I mean, right? Like the the machine yeah. that would that is able to swipe your card, it can function. So, uh, like maybe yeah, cash is cash is a good thing to have for emergency cases. But um, I think uh, you know anything that kind of uh, decreases the the uh, the raw physical production of the money is going to benefit the environment, um, and and it's like I agree with you. Yeah, it's like little things we there's little things we could do as individuals too. You know, going vegetarian and not eating meat, uh, like that reduces the uh, methane emissions. Or even going just as far as to eat chicken instead of you know 
are uh, having uh, on your monitor, having like, uh, you know, a dark background instead of a light background. Or when you're reading, you now your, your, your candle, like put it in dark one. That's going to save them a little bit of emissions, you know, maybe. Uh, and there's also uh, the water treatment um, and sewer, you know, wastewater management, things like that can also have an impact too. You know, if we increase the uh, the long-term durability of the you know underground pipe infrastructure, you reduce the uh, potential risks of, of of leaks and things that would also you know flood, you know, greenhouse gases, you know, and micro events like that. Uh, there's just there's so many things we can do. Like, I, I don't even I don't think it'll take a hundred trillion. That I mean if uh, I think you could spend a lot less on simply getting the the idea out there of like this message that there is an issue and we all need to participate and do something about it. Uh, and here are the outline. Here are the things that you know we can all do. Um, yeah, I think I think you'd spend a lot less money doing that and have a lot greater impact. But uh, but um. Yeah, the, the big the oil industry they're uh, they're not a big fan of that. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I assume there's a lot of money uh, being used to sort of fight this this green New deal too. Um, mm -hmm. from those yeah. people. So and but and and I guess for me, right? Like, would they make more money developing all these new tech? Right? Like the new tech is expensive. Wouldn't they make money out of doing that? Right? Why cling on to the old way of making money, right? Well, uh, we we spent a lot of time the last few decades, like upgrading the United States oil producing capability. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the shale oil companies have sort of boomed in the last uh, decade, and that's kind of um, it's like, you know, what are they going to do now? It's like, how do we? How do we transform those companies into something that can, like you said, produce uh, renewable technology? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great, great question. Yeah. Great, great, great That's question. Awesome question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess to you know finish. Your stuff. <laughs> I was like, you know your stuff. Well, you've got a, you've got a lot of factors, so you really need to know. Like, you kind of have to keep a really large picture of the situation. It's a very general problem. So uh, you have to know a lot of different uh, industries and, and things, but uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely feasible. So yeah. I have them sort of. Uh, yeah, so I guess to finish up uh, what happened with the Green New Deal, right? Uh, it was a resolution, they were trying to pass it. So in the 116, the 116th United Congress, uh, it was a sponsor by AOC, uh, like, like Premier mentioned, and Ed Markey of Massachusetts. Uh, on March 25th, 2019, that was last year, the resolution did fail to advance to the U.S. Senate. Uh, the margin was 0.57, right, with most Senate Democrats voting present. Uh, in POTUS of an early vote called by the Republicans. There, and yeah, like I previously said too, there's consistently high support among Democrats for the proposal, whereas uh, almost all Republicans are in opposition. 
so yeah, you know, it's uh, it seems like a bipartisan issue, right? Uh, but uh, at least for me now, it's kind of more. I'm more informed that it's not only a few people from a squad that were supporting that, but it was the whole party. So it's probably a legitimate thing. And also, I kind of wanted to search more about who else uh, is supporting this, right? And I found that a couple of economists, uh, very famous Nobel laureates, they also support the Green New Deal. So, you know, it's not just some sort of hack going on. Does K- Senator Kerry uh, support it? Because I re- during uh, the time of COVID, mm-hmm. I feel like he was pushing for, um, for uh, like, us to be concerned about climate change. I believe he was, uh, mm-hmm. he came out on, a, like, I saw him on a YouTube video. He was pretty much saying mm-hmm. that, uh, like, climate change is the reason why we have, one of the reasons that contributed to having, you know, like, a pandemic like COVID and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, wildfires. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, uh, do, do any of you have anything else to add? Uh, you know, it, it seems like a work in progress, right? Well, uh, at least that COVID has brought one thing in our favor on, in the battle against uh, climate change. That's uh, gas prices are very cheap, right? So these oil companies, they're not making a lot of money right now. A lot of them are going bankrupt. And uh, it, I, we just need to see more of that, I think. It's, it's strange to me, though, that this is like such a, it's such a, you're mentioning that, the, the the votes for this bill it's such a like you know you're either for it or you're against it this how does that how does that even work i mean it, the whole the whole republican party thinks that climate change is not an issue and there's nothing that we should be doing to correct it that, that just doesn't make any sense there's got to be uh, you know, something else persuading these people. My mm. my hunch is that it's money. No. Mm. no. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Is it the greed that's gonna? Yeah. Uh... Yeah. And I also kind of read more into that, and apparently, you know, they're not all of them are just flat out not supporting this. It's more like. You know, there are some provisions that they don't like, you know, like the whole package, right? There's some things that they think are outrageous. So, you know, it's kind of working to get to the perfect package, right? Mm-hmm. The one that will get support from them and the Democrats. So, you yeah. know, that, that's what I got. From it. So it seems like it's not just a battle for the environment between these two parties. It's more of a battle over other kinds of things that are going along with the end of this bill. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. It's gonna not only, it's for the environment, but it's gonna change a, like a broad spectrum of things. Mm-hmm. Imagine like the transit, like the where they, cause I believe, like, so, do they buy some, it depends, they buy some cars from like other countries, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think New York does that. But um, that's like a whole different, that's going to affect like the entire economy. So I guess you need like little um, intricate details to be like, mm-hmm. like I guess, properly sorted out. Yeah, very specific, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's going to take a lot of work, right? Someone mm-hmm. that's willing to 
talk to all the different senators, uh, congressmen, and women. Yeah. Well, when do uh, when's the next date like that? There's up to uh, our next podcast. Our ne- are you talking about our next podcast? Our uh, our next yeah. podcast is gonna be to uh, next Sunday, uh, same time, same channel. We'll okay. be here on Spotify. We'll try to upload this one to YouTube to make it more visual and entertaining. And I guess we'll have to think about the topic, right? What 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 should we talk about? We were thinking of doing the mukbang. Maybe we'll bring in some food uh, to the conversation, trying some vegan brands that are out there and gaining ground. So, yeah. Sounds awesome. Um, well, thanks for having me. Can't wait to see the next one. Maybe I'll hop in again if you guys will have me. It'd be cool. Um, That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, thank you everybody for tuning in. Had an opposite, uh, oh my goodness, we had an amazing episode. Uh, thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, Matt. This is another episode of The Treester. Check us out at thetreester.com and also the Treester 2020 and on Instagram. Okay. Give us your feedback about the podcast. You know, give us your feedback about the website and just join. Just join. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.